Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. Ready to Rage Radio has a begun. I am Gabriel Morenci, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, back into the bunker. George Kurtz will step up and in, we'll run the gauntlet. What's going on, Cam? What's happening, Morenci? Yeah, smooth flight back at home, and uh, I go from New York wearing clothes to jogging pants again. Comfort gear. You're back in the comfort zone, and uh, you said that you uh, you stocked up the fridge before you left too, right? So sure did, uh, buddy. Yeah, I know your fridge is going to look pretty. Your fridge is going to look pretty uh, stocked if you keep on hitting winners, buddy. You're on a little tootsie roll. Thank God for Clemson and all the the props and everything last night. We hit everything with Clemson because gave my hockey picks last night sucked ass. So good work, buddy. You're really uh, you're in one of those zones right now, just uh, you know beating down the book with body shots, building accounts, trips in your future. Yeah, I don't know if we're really in a zone or it's just sort of been the football, uh, really. What it is is one good thing that we've done is, and, you know, I've left some winners on the table, actually, along the way. If you remember last night, I could have hit a couple NBA games. NHL has just been dogs, 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 just keep cashing. It seems True. like on a nightly basis, a bunch of dogs that under uh, that uh, uh, that are underdogs that, that end up uh, winning the game outright. But, you know, I, when there's football on the board, I've concentrated on the football and I've gotten lucky. Uh, and I, I've been on the right side, but I like the football games again this week. I think we can keep it rolling. I'll tell you something, too. Watching that game last night, everything we talked about with Trevor uh, with Trevor Lawrence, the Trevor Lawrence prop, the throws that he made, how dominant that team was. Like, that's crazy, Gabe. Like, we've watched football for a long period of time. I haven't seen Alabama get manhandled ever. And the fact that Clemson won in that fashion, I'll tell you something, man. They've already been a dominant program, but... Maybe it's uh, the time of the Clemson Tigers where they become this t- team to beat instead of being number two, number one for years like Saban and Alabama did because, man, they put on a – they kicked their ass. That was fantastic. Well, put it this way. If they played again, if they played again like in a few days, you'd have to make Clemson the favorite, right? Yes, and definitely. The thing, the thing with Clemson, as you mentioned, I mean, they're, they're, they're fully stacked. Everybody's back. They lose, they lose like two defensive studs. But they've lost. They've lost a couple of defensive studs over the years and have regrouped. But it's over the top, man. How young Clemson are. Like Trevor Lawrence isn't eligible for the draft for like another two years. <laughs> he's a kid. He's yeah, a kid. he's that young. Like he's in college football for another two years, whether he likes it or not. And you know the the Chen kid's only nineteen years old. That Justin Ross kid's there for another two years, no matter what. Like they they can't go to the NFL, right? There's there's rules. So. They're stuck terrorizing college football for the next couple of years. But, you know, we can't say that, oh, my God, they're never going to lose a game type of thing. Teams lose. You and I have been around long enough. I remember, and I remember vividly even saying it at the time, 
I was like, man, this team's not going to lose. Like, I remember the Florida Gators with Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer. One of those stacked teams, Cam, pretty much everyone was back. And it was like, dear God, like, they're already over the top good, and they're all back again. But they lost. They lost They lost Alabama in the SEC uh, yep. title game. Remember that was the year Tim Tebow started crying and stuff after? I'm sorry we lost. I let you down. I will never lose again. This will never happen again. Blah, blah. They, that's how, like, infrequently they lost. But they lost when they were, like, you know, kings of the world, and there's no way anyone beats Florida. And then, boom, Alabama beat them. You're always vulnerable when you take the field. But, you know, if you're Clemson, you put it this way. They're not losing in the ACC. It would take, like, a miracle, like sort of like that Nate Peterman day. Look, Deshaun Watson got beat by Nate Peterman. I mean, anything can happen on any given Saturday, but they, they are a loaded football team. Yeah, it's going to take, for the way I see it, Marantz, it's going to take an injury to Lawrence. That's, that's well, the thing. Well, can put it this gonna, way. No one thought but, Alabama was going to lose. Up to yesterday, Bama was favored. Yeah. Up to yesterday, point. Tua was the greatest thing ever, and there's no way. And, oh, and Trevor Lawrence is a skinny kid who's going to struggle against Alabama. And now the same people, like you read the articles, oh, teams are going to tank for the next two years to get Trevor Lawrence. Man, we heard the same crap about Sam Darnold. It's the same <laughs> thing every year, whatever college. Last year was Tua, and all year, oh, Tua is the greatest thing ever, slam dunk number one pick. Now it's Lawrence, oh, my God, you're going to tank. I never forget Sam Darnold, who actually I think had a good sense of humor when, uh, when he was at USC, and they said, you know, teams are tanking for you in the NFL. And he goes, they're making a big mistake if they do. <laughs> <laughs> and he, even awesome. he said, yeah, Darnold said, I wouldn't tank for me. That's no, what like, Darnold said. He goes, I wouldn't tank to get me. Like, <laughs> no, the craziest thing, though, is too, Gabe, and, and it, even, it, well, say Lawrence, for example, you know, say he gets hurt, he gets banged up, whatever. Chase Bryce came in. Obviously, he's not in his league. But he helped win that game for Syracuse so they could even be in this position to beat Notre Dame and then Alabama. That crazy game versus Syracuse where he came in. So, you know what I mean? You want to talk about depth? Dab- Dabo Sweeney and his uh, staff did a fan- amazing, amazing job. Yeah, and they'll get that program. It'll be tough for the next year or two to get that top, 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 top quarterback just because they're going to say, well, damn, Lawrence is going to play. But you see it, man. Like, um, uh, look at Missouri. Who's the kid that just transferred to Missouri? He announced uh, he's playing at Missouri. Well, after uh, Drew, Drew Lee, because Locks, he, he's gone in the draft. Missouri transfer quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I'm slipping my mind yeah. here. Missouri transfer QB. Sean Robinson? Yeah, so they get the kid. He's, yeah, kid from TCU. The, when he was, uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, he's okay. He, you know, he he was a big time recruit, but they got two of them. Here it is: Missouri landed second uh, transfer quarterback in as many weeks. Texas Christian Sean Robinson committed six foot two quarterback. Uh, right. Um, what about Bryant? Isn't he? Isn't uh, oh, that's it. Sorry, there you yeah, go, Kelly yeah, Bryant. Yeah, Kelly Bryant from Clemson. Yeah, he's Kelly going God, to course, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. They got so they got a couple guys now. Okay, yeah. So that this is it. So John, they this is so Patterson set up now. He's got, that's it. Brian's going to come and play, and uh, Robinson's got to sit out a year. So, basically, the deal is Brian plays for the next two years. Robinson sits out a year, back up, and then he gets two years as the starter. Very so, nice. yeah, so they've, you know, Missouri has set it up. They've gone from an NFL-caliber quarterback, boom, Kelly Bryan, boom, quarterback in waiting. And it's weird. You look like uh, Alabama, they've got Tua's brother. 
Tua Tua has a brother. They're like twins, pretty. They like he's a little younger. <laughs> they look the exact same, and he's also a quarterback. And it's pretty pretty strange. You're like, wow, they play the same position, so they're not going to go to the same school. But no, no, they are. So basically, they're going to transition from one Tua into the next uh, tagging below after. So like I'm, I'm just saying with Trevor Lawrence now, right now, no top kid's going to be like, wow. I'm not going to play for two years now. That's going to be a little rough. You can handle not playing for a year if you know you're being given the keys to an elite program like Clemson. Yeah, I agree you know 100%. I mean? yeah, That's why definitely. Kelly Bryant was pissed off. Kelly Bryant was a top recruit. Kelly Bryant waited his turn behind Deshaun Watson, got his turn, and then they were like, whoa, well, this Lawrence kid's just too good. Like, we're going to have to play Lawrence. And honestly, it's a cold world, and it sucked for Kelly Bryant because, look, Kelly Bryant went to the, t- to the playoffs. He lost to Alabama. I mean, it wasn't like he was bad. Clemson was still doing their thing. But as you see, this Trevor Lawrence kid really is next level. Dabo Sweeney made the right decision. It sucked for Kelly Bryant. But as far as for the team and for the program and for, you know, if you want to win, I mean, they're not winning without Trevor Lawrence. I mean, like you said, oh, he's making agree. NFL We're... throws that, that <laughs> DPs you can't stop. College kids can't starts, stop it. If Bryant starts that game, they don't win that game. No, There's well, no Bryant's way. just another mobile sort of, you know, college quarterback. He's good. Yeah. But, you know, and we saw, listen, I saw the quotes after NFL scout last night after the game where I was reading the quotes this morning, and he said Lawrence is already better or has a better arm. And, like, makes that better NFL throws than a lot of NFL quarterbacks uh, that are in the league already. Yet, you know, like I said, I think everyone needs to slow down a little bit. But the thing with Lawrence is he throws the ball so quickly, like with so much zip, that, like, the Alabama defensive backs, who are very elite, I mean, we're talking about the best of the best, they were frustrated, Cam, because they weren't used to the football getting there that quick. Like, you'd see, like, the Bama players did what they normally do. Like, that's the thing. Like, Tua, after the game, I see Tua saying, it wasn't anything Clemson did. We just didn't play well tonight. And if anything, it was the 1,000% opposite of that. Alabama was Alabama last night. It's just they weren't used to playing against a team and athletes that were that good. And I got to be honest, I didn't even realize Clemson were that good. Nor nor did I. Like, I thought ATN was going to be good. I didn't know he was going to be dominant the way he did. You know, you talk about the big playability, but everything Clemson did, just the domination. We talked about the defensive line and the, and the secondary, though. They egged Tua into making a couple bad throws, and I'll give them credit. Venables and that staff game, they did a great job because, you know what I mean, a lot of those pressure, the, those zone looks where he thought it was going to be easy play, they just dropped back and pick off the ball. They had a great game plan for Alabama. So, you know, kudos to them. But, uh, yeah, Dabo Sweeney, it's amazing how that program has changed over the last couple of years. Clemson was a good program. Now they're, you know, the best or second best after Alabama when you really break it down. These guys were like kind of, you remember the Clemson days, Gabe, following college football. They were good. They were never great. No, they used to lose to Georgia know, Tech and stuff. Like, now they crush teams. It's crazy. <laughs> you know what's really dangerous now, too, for moving forward? Like, they are going to be a power for years to come. There's no disputing it now, or at least as long as Dabo Sweeney's there. And Dabo's not the type of guy that go to the NFL. And the only, the only college gig that he would take would be Alabama. And I'm not, why do you go to Alabama if you're already, you're already beating them, right? You're, you're at the, the exactly. top of it. 
Look, they might pay him. He's always stated that's always been the one job that he's wanted. He played at Alabama. You know, he was yep. a wide receiver in, 19, uh, in the 1992 team uh, that won the national championship with Gene Stallings. Remember with Gene Stallings? I love Gene. Yeah, Gene, Gene, plaid, Gene Stallings. The plaid blazer yeah. and stuff, the old school. Yeah, he, he used to rock some good styles. Yeah, he liked, he I've liked had Gene plaid. Stallings on before over the years. Nice guy, actually. Like, he's sort of like you would think. He's a real gentleman. But, yeah, Alabama won in 92 with, uh, with, with, uh, with Stallings, and Dabo Sweeney was the coach. But he's going to be dominant for years to come. And like that Justin Ross kid that looks like Julio Jones, he's from Alabama. And he's the first one. So this he's a freshman only and he was he was supposed to go to Alabama and he he basically said, Nah, you know what, I'm I wanna get out of here. Uh, I don't want to play for Auburn in Alabama. And it's very rare that that happens. It's like they were talking about it last night during the game even, as far as like the top guys, like Jameis Winston was from Alabama and spurned all the state schools and went to FSU. But I guess Justin Ross, like Alabama really wanted him. Like, Saban even personally tried to get him. And he ended up going to Clemson, and he lit Bama up last night. And I'm just saying, Cam, like, Clemson over the past few years, it's been mostly kids from, like, North Carolina and South Carolina, which is pretty impressive that Sweeney does this. You know what I mean? And and he's got Georgia kids, too. So he's cutting into Georgia, like Trevor Lawrence is Georgia, Deshaun yeah. Watson, um, uh, Georgia. Like he's, So he's cutting into Georgia. But now you're seeing, like, now he's cutting into Bama. And when Clemson starts to get guys from Texas, Florida, Bama, as well as the best lights, of the best from South out. Carolina and North Carolina, it's going to be impossible out. to stop. Like, yeah. like, no college program really dominates recruiting nationally. Like, even Saban, most of Alabama's players are from Alabama or Louisiana. There's a few from Texas, but for the most part, he doesn't have to go far. You know what I mean? He can get, like, the they top want to play 20, for 20 kids in Bama. Exactly. And then he can say, all right, we'll get later. We'll battle with LSU to get the kids from, from Louisiana to come here. And Alabama is more successful than LSU, so they do a good job of that, too. But now, man, you got Dabo Sweeney. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, that's – and they're sending players to the NFL, too, right? That's the big strength that Saban has, really, that, oh, you'll go to the NFL, but – you can go to the NFL Clemson. and play for Clemson, too. Damn right, you will. No, the Clemson and, guys in the NFL have been huge. <laughs> and Dabo Sweeney's a nicer guy than Nick Saban. That's the thing. Like, it's you like have him. a choice. It's like, all right, I could go to the NFL. I could go and play in the national title game. Or I could do it with this complete hard ass that really hates everybody. And, and really, I'm just sort of a piece of meat to the guy. Or I'm going to go to this over-the-top dude who's Captain Rah-Rah, who invites the team, like, you know, takes them bowling. And, like, Sweeney, like, you know, they say college coaches that they're, you know, like in movies in the old days or even the way that they used to hype it up that the players, like, the coaches care about your grades and they care about what you're doing in your personal life. Dabble like, a lot, of, a lot of college football coaches will say, Dude, I don't know what they're doing. You know, they're grown men. The kid's 20 years old. I just hope that he's not. You know what I mean? And they sort of trust it. And they have no idea. Like, Urban Meyer's not getting involved in kids' lives. You know what I mean? Like, Urban Meyer knows my running back's beating his girlfriend up, but it's not my Uh, business. Like, it's, you know, that's the way he looks at it. Dabo Sweeney's the type of guy, Cam, that 
Like, he'll, he pulls kids aside in practice and goes, hey, I hear you're, uh, you're not doing too good in chemistry. Like, what's going on? Like, yeah. and he gets in their face about everything, but in a good way. Like, his wife is liked by the team. It's just different. So, Saban's got a, a, a load to deal with because he's got a guy that players like to play for. Exactly. All right, George Kurtz will step up and in. A lot of stuff to hit. NFL, college football, NFL draft. Tonight's card and more. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Now, right now on Twitter, I see uh, I see one uh, sports one sports account from a uh, a sports company, Fantasy Sports. Which NFL teams likely to tank in 2020 to get Trevor Lawrence in 2021? Like, really, is this where we're at right now? We're going to talk for uh, for the next uh, three uh, NFL drafts <laughs> about <laughs> about one player. Like, I know that's, that's the insane. thing with college football, guys. I know a lot of people watch for the first time all year. It's like that's the whole thing with me. It's funny. It's like, oh, you guys say, oh, you didn't never, you never heard of Trevor Lawrence before last night, right? <laughs> and yeah. You watched him play one game, and now, you know, oh, yeah, everyone's going to tank for the next two years. They're kids, all right? For all we know, man, the, the kid's going to turn into a vegan uh, Colin Kaepernick in the summer. You know what I mean? You don't know. Carl Kaepernick wrecked the NFL for two years, showed up hating the world the next summer. You know what I mean? Like, you don't – the kid's eight, 17, 18 years old, man. Like, and oh, yeah, teams are going to tank for the next uh, couple of years. Everyone chill out. It's like he's the latest new shiny object, but it's amazing how people jump on and off of wagons. Now it's like, Tua, who, what? Oh, he's got a lot to work on. <laughs> Let's bring in George Kurtz uh, right now. George, always a pleasure. How you doing? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you guys? I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm doing quite well. So what do you think? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, settle down, George. We'll get to the Cowboys. <laughs> settle down, George. Cowboy fans. Oh, I love that Cowboys. <laughs> um, but what about Trevor Lawrence? So you see last night he, he has a great game against Alabama. And like I said now, I'm seeing poll questions and, and, and reasonable people too, NFL writers, talking about, ooh, you know, even Gil Brandt, legendary Cowboy uh, general manager. Um, Gil Brandt uh, tweeted out. He said, if I was a GM in the league, I'd be stockpiling draft picks. He basically said, I'd be loading up on draft picks for for the draft um, in, in 2021. And I'm just thinking it's crazy, dude, that people are actually wasting ink or typing away about a kid that's not eligible for the freaking draft until 2021, George. It's ridiculous. He's playing another two years of college football, yep. man. And we'll early start talking about tanking for the kid. I've seen all over my Twitter people are talking about abolishing the rule that that makes him have to wait after his third year. Oh, we got to get rid of that rule so he can come out this year. You know, can't uh, gave you up a great point. He's still a kid. 
All right? You don't know what he wants, what he's going to be like in three years. His future looks promising. I'm sure if he was coming out this year, he'd be a high pick. Maybe he would be the number one overall guy. But we've seen that bust plenty of times. You don't know how these guys are going to mature and what they're going to do. So to say I'm going to stockpile picks for something that's three years down the line, uh, no, I'm not going to quite go that crazy. But as far as the writers, you know, we're at that time. There's not a lot to talk about. Yeah, you got eight teams still up in the playoffs. We're all looking for, uh, you know, it, it's clickbait. Get anything to people to, to read your columns here. I get it. We're going to see a lot of this crap over the next couple of months. Yeah, his name is going to be used a lot over the next couple of years. For sure. Right? As clickbait and as for stories. Now, listen, time and time again, I remember Andrew Luck. They said, oh, Andrew Luck should have came out, and, oh, he shouldn't yep. have stayed. Sam Darnold was another one. Where you know USC was basically Sam Darnold's a slam dunk first overall pick of the draft, mega teams would tank to get him, and look he wasn't. You know what I mean? You go down the list, and it, they ended up taking Baker Mayfield. Stuff changes. Freddie Adu was the future face of soccer. Kid's only fourteen. Oh my God, look how good he is. I mean, Ronda Rousey wasn't that long ago. It was dominant. Like things change quickly in sports, and I've done it. I'm just smarter now. Like, I remember, I remember, like, um, you know, UFC 100 days and stuff, Cam, with Leota, Leota Machida, the dragon Cheetah. and stuff, yep. and, and Brock Lesnar in that era. And I remember Frank Schrag saying, no one's ever beating Brock Lesnar. Like, basically, he said, Brock Lesnar will win until he doesn't want to win and quits. And I remember saying the same thing about Leota Machida. He's, so, he's such yep. on another level. You're not beating this guy. He's going to be the champion for the next five years. They both lost, like, within six months after. Yeah. Oh, and they both, they both quit, essentially. In crazy you know fashions, like, too. Yeah, yes, stuff right. changes fast in sports, man, especially when you're talking about kids. So, yeah, keep your eye on Trevor Lawrence. But really, I mean, you know, if you're worried, if you're thinking, if your sports team, you're thinking, oh, we're going to get good four or five years from now, then you better get a new GM, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. any GM that's thinking right now, Trevor Lawrence is going to save my job, then you're in for a long couple of years leading up to this, guys. You'll be fired before that point. You yeah, think about it. If you're saying in 2021, I'm going to play for, you know, drifting the number one pick, you'll be gone. You're probably gone the next year. Nobody lasts that long to, to be able to tank. I mean, you have to go tell the owner, this is the plan. We're going to finish 3-13 and 13 for three straight years. Yeah. Hey, and then we'll get Lawrence. We're going yeah. to be great. Yeah, good it's luck the dumbest plan ever, that. George. It's a, it's not even a guarantee. To Marcy's point, like how many times have we seen these guys? Hey, Gabe, remember Ryan Leaf can't miss. He's going to be the best of all time. How'd that work out? All the first rounders that we've seen. Like I know he's on a different level right now, but you said it. Look at Colin Kaepernick. All these guys. Anything can happen. One change in your life changes everything. The fact that you're looking that far ahead to me is it's absolute insanity. Like you you should be fired if you're actually thinking that way. You know. Um... Well, that's that. That's just that. That's just the thing, and you know too. We've seen this time and time again, and it's amazing because we just we've seen it happen in the last twenty four hours. There'll be a new shiny object. You know what I mean? Like we're in we're into the hybrid era now of athletes. Like you said, like you know, it's funny. I said the other day, freshman doesn't mean anything. These kids come in, they're ready to go, and they're just like super freaks. So just imagine by the year twenty twenty, what do we have? You're telling me there's not going to be some monster hybrid of Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Like, we're getting into, like, this scary. Every year there's a new player that's, oh, my God, this guy's the best player that's coming in the league. This year, Zion Williamson, guys. Zion Williamson in basketball right now. Same thing. 
generational talent. Haven't seen anything like it. What do you, what haven't we seen? I don't know. I've seen a lot of kids dunk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it looks like Blake Griffin to me. I guess he's okay. Maybe. I don't know. So you're beating up on Wake Forest and, and Army, you know, and with Duke. How the hell do I know what you're going to do in the NBA? How many Duke stars, how many Duke players are stars in the NBA? How many times, like, you know what I mean, all these kids in the NBA that can in college that are 6'8", they're tweeners, they bully people in college, they're not big enough or fast enough in the NBA. It's like Zion Williamson, they're like, oh, look at this kid, we never see anything like him. It's like, I don't know, man. The NBA is all six foot ten hybrid kids that can run around you, or just like they're strong, but they're quick and fast. Zion Williamson's just dunking on people. You know, he's like a bigger, like Charles Barkley was in college or something. I don't know. Um, you know, I get it, but I'm just saying these people that say, "Oh, Zion Williamson, you know, number one." Yeah, you might sell a couple of jerseys. You'll get on ESPN because of his dunk, but doesn't mean you're going to win anything. You know, like, look, ESPN pushed, like, Lonzo Ball. How's that, how's that working out for the Lakers? You know what I mean? Like, it, the media hype, man, on these college yeah. kids has nothing to do control. with professional success. Nothing to do with professional success. It's the shiny new toy theory. I mean, you know, it's, you, know you, get, you get that new toy on your birthday at Christmas. You play with it all the time. It looks great. A couple of yep. days later, it's got some dings. The paint is uh, coming yep. off it now, and it's next. And, you know, there'll be somebody else. And it is, even if Lawrence is still great, there could be an injury that happens. What happens next year when teams maybe game plan them uh, a little bit better, a little bit more, or schedule gets tougher? You, know, you don't know what's going to happen a couple of years down the line. And like I said, the people on Twitter who want to abolish that rule, the NFLPA, they're the ones who negotiated that rule. It has nothing to do with college football. The NFLPA did that. You think they're going to get rid of that rule so that these veteran players lose their jobs now to kids who are 18, 19? Never going to happen. Yeah. Let me vote for a rule that cost me my job. Yeah, exactly. I would. I think two years of college is enough, too, for NFL, for college football. If you, you last the rigors two years of playing college football, you can, you can handle playing in the NFL. You know, like, you know, it's like you stated. It's, it's for different purposes. It's not really for the kids. Yet we do see it's tough. The NFL, man, there, there ain't no 20-year-old kids lighting that league up for a reason. I mean, look, Samuels was real young, the kid on Carolina coming out of Ohio State. And um, it's taken him two years to get good. Like, he'll be good next year. You know what I mean? It's almost like it was like the last two years of college for him to get acclimated to the pro game. And, you know, we heard Devin Booker, uh, even the NBA kids that come out after one year. I was reading something about Winston Devin Winston and Mariota, Gabe. They're not even there yeah. yet. No, I know. And it's it. Like, Devin Booker is a very good offensive player. He puts up big numbers in the NBA, but... He's basically stated, he said, the first two years in the NBA is sort of like a learning curve, you know? Like, oh, my God, I got to eat better. Oh, my God, I got to go to sleep. Like, oh, God, these guys are good. So it's sort of, it's like a culture shock. One, one, um, one league, though, guys, one sport, hockey. The, hockey. the hockey world doesn't throw around the next great one as loosely as the other sports, do they? Like, you know, like we almost like NFL, NBA, we have to make whoever's getting drafted the big story. We, they, you know, they always say, oh, this year's draft isn't as whatever as other drafts. But trust me, by the time the NFL draft gets here, it's going to be hyperbole on a couple of these players. You know what I mean? It was be over the top. And, and it sets up for disappointment. What I'm saying, like, hockey, they don't, they don't really push that angle. They're not like, oh, my God, he's the next Crosby. Like, the last time that happened was McDavid. 
before that, it was really like Mario Lemieux and Gretzky. Like, there hasn't been a lot of the hockey players where it's like, yeah, this guy's slam dunk. He's changing your franchise. You know, Jack Eichel was sort of tossed around like that, but we've seen yeah. he can't and, really and do the, it alone. You know what I mean? The new guy, Gabe, though, Jack Hughes uh, of USA at the, the tournament, like he's they're, they're talking about him like they were talking about McDavid and Eichel. Like Jack Hughes from Team USA, kid, this kid's, they say he's a can prospect. He looks amazing. Yeah, I think Iowa right good. now would have the number one pick. Oh, but they're not going to get him because the Senators traded that pick to Colorado. Good, good foresight there. Good, great foresight. <laughs> George. I mean, come on. It's not like we just found out about Jack Hughes. We've known about Jack Hughes for a few years now. And the trade, you have to know you're still, you're still going to suck. That's because you got Matt Duchesne. You knew you were trading Eric Carlson. That was a disaster waiting to happen. Did you really think you were gonna, not going to be a lottery team? And really, did you not think you were going to be a lottery team? And then you trade that pick away? I mean, if Colorado ends up with Hughes, you pair him with McKinnon, uh, Ranton, Atlanta. Oh, my God. They're, they're going to be really good really quick. Landis the, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they need a goalie, though. It's funny because I'm seeing yeah, the Philadelphia Flyer, Philadelphia Flyer stuff about, uh, about Jack Hughes. About hey, if the Flyers suck so hard, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they can get, <laughs> maybe, maybe they can get Jack Hughes. But for the most part, we do see a superstar player. It can help turn your team around in the NHL. Like, you know, the Oilers are weird. Like, Connor McDavid did turn the Oilers around. Like, he made them cool again. He got them to the playoffs. They were the Stanley Cup favorites the following year. Other players were like, you know what? I'll go play with this guy. You know, it's not like Edmonton's the most glamorous place, but free agents were like, yeah, I'll play with that guy because he's that good. Yet, here we are now, what? We in the year four now of McDavid's career? Is this year three, year four? Kind of spinning the wheels George, out there now. I'm, I, I'm with you, Gabe, and I, I think hockey is the one sport when you saw with uh, Crosby and Malkin. Pittsburgh went from bottom feeders to top. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres with Eichel now, they're, they're competitive. Uh, they're not where they need to be, but they have a, they have a lot of other holes. We do not agree, George. Like one stud in hockey, it seems like, other than McDavid, because the, the defense and the goaltending the Oilers have was so subpar, you could really change a franchise. Would you agree? Yeah, I think hockey is probably the easiest uh, sport to do that with one good player. Uh, what's weird about Edmonton is when you think about it, I mean, forget the fact that they got McDavid. They had, what, four of the five number one picks before that as well. Taylor Hall, Eberle, uh, Nugent Hopkins. Right, Nugent Hopkins. I mean, how can you have so many number one picks yet still, outside of one year, what, McDavid's second year, outside of that one year, completely suck? I mean, it, it makes no sense. I mean, how long does it take you to get some defense and get a goaltender there? Well, it's a mystery. Exactly right. <laughs> it's cra- it's crazy, and they've gone through how many coaches? Like toilet paper game. Now it's Hitch's turn you know, to see if he could do. He could work it. You know, um, you know what's your team that wouldn't? You know, you could see them ending up with with him, and it'd be interesting to see it would sort of carry over in a new generation. That would be the Chicago Blackhawks. You know, if the Blackhawks, some you know they're not making the playoffs and they sort of go into tank mode, Blackhawks would be an interesting team. It's a few teams like. You know, are the Rangers ever going to have a superstar? You know, like, it, there's a lot of teams out there that could really use an American player, too, that would, would you know, would help just sort of sell tickets. And that, that's the thing with, with, a, with a star player in hockey. You, you, it, he does save the franchise for a couple of years. Like, Eichel, Eichel, like, you know, if Eichel wasn't there, the Sabres aren't getting some of these other guys, right? So it sort of it starts the domino effect, at least in hockey. 
Well, I mean, it, it does. It does. Because uh, what's a? If I'm a player, I want to play with Eichel and McDavid because guess what? They'll get me paid, right? Because I'm going to score more goals now. I'm going to get more points now playing with a great player because defense is only worried about that guy. So you're absolutely right. And it generally, it also means management goes, okay, we got the McDavid, we got the Eichel. Now we got to pay for some free agents. You know, we got to pay more than we were two years ago because we want to build this team up. But let me ask you guys this question. Uh, tanking is becoming a problem in sports, right? I mean, football teams do it. Baseball teams certainly do it. Hockey teams do it. Remember the Sabres, and I forget who they were tanking against when it was the Eichel draft. I guess it was, guess it was, no, the Oilers finished fourth. I forget who the Sabres were tanking against. It was a joke going down of which team could lose more. Do you like how what the Carolina. NHL does? Was it Carolina? Okay. Do you like what the Might NHL does with the lottery? Do you think baseball should do a lottery or football should do a lottery more than just awarding the worst teams? Yes. Or, yes. Yes. What do you, I actually yes. do. Do you have a yes, it's, I, I think it's a, I think it's essential. Like I think it's essential because I, I gave you know it, it, you need percentages. You can't have this stuff happening. People pay money for tickets. It's becoming a joke, George. It's one of those things like it's disgusting. Actually, you're watching at the end of the year. It's like you know, obviously, watching it happen. It's it's gross. Baseball. There's nothing worse than looking at your team going. Wow, we're two months into the season and we're 20 games back already. Thanks, guys. Wow, we got to go all the way. Like it's just it's it's insane to me. Like watching the Padres and the White Sox every year after year. Marenzi. I'll get your take on it. But yes, there has to be some form of lottery. Well, base, baseball is the one draft that we all know the least about, right? We know the of, least about the players. Yeah. yeah, we don't know anything about these players. That's because they don't, don't allow watch. draft pick trading. If baseball wants that to be watched and make it more interesting, allow a team to trade draft picks, which means they'll trade players. And then yeah. guess what? But you know what it we'll is, watch. But we've seen, you're right, they, they, they could do a hell of a lot better job with it. I mean, yeah, the baseball draft's a million rounds. No one even knows what it is. Like, just one player after another. But nobody knows who the player is. Like, you know, you watch an NBA draft. You If you watch college basketball, you know who the players are. You might not know a few of the European guys, but you're going to know who the players are. NFL, you're going to know the most part, at least the first couple of rounds. The casual guy will know the first half round or whatever. But they know what they're looking at. You know what I mean? Like, no one knows. Like, oh, is this center fielder from LSU any good? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Who watches LSU baseball? You know, Gamble does during the College Baseball World Series. But, like, they're not even on TV. You know, so it's... Or you get some Hispanic kid, you don't know. He's from Venezuela. How the hell do we know if Frankie Carrasco the third is a good shortstop, right? <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break and Frankie Carrasco. We'll talk the third. about those Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeehaw! Oh God. Countdown to Trade Center in the NHL too. They don't play around. I'm on no, TSN.ca right now on their front page, Trade Center, countdown to trade. The trade deadline's February 25th. <laughs> Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day.
uh, breaking news in the NFL. Cliff Kingsbury will be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> wow. Holy crap. That's, that's brutal. I'm almost left speechless here. I, I don't, I'm slack-jawed, too. This, guy, this guy's a mid-grade uh, coach in the Big 12 with Texas Tech. You, pa- uh, Patrick Mahomes there with all, with all the guys that have gone through Marenzi, and this program hasn't got any better. I don't know what it is about Cliff Kingsbury. Because he's good, like a good-looking man. Like I, I don't like. I'm looking at the resume. I'm going, nah, nah, okay. Well, that's pretty mediocre, below average. There, like he did nothing with that program. Why, why is he such a? So is this? Uh, is this the new deal man? now? We're just gonna look at college football and see whatever coaches yeah. can score the most points, but it doesn't matter how many points they give it up. Points they give up. I'm not. Yeah. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury's ever had a winning record as a head coach. No. I and I get it. Reason- I think the reason I, why I he get was it. popular was, of course, he worked with Shanahan and McVay. I yeah. Think, and everyone's going bananas now. Oh, you work with Shanahan and McVay. You must be great. Doesn't mean they're I good. Like, this I is what I don't understand. Good. So you, you work, you work with the man. Like, who cares? So it's like <laughs> Matt LaFleur. Same thing. Like, what's Matt LaFleur done? Tennessee's, Tennessee's offense got worse with Matt LaFleur, not better. They were actually better with Mike Malarkey, their offense. And Mike Malarkey was no genius. And I remember they used to bitch. Why do they throw the ball so much? They have Marcus Mariota. So now what? So it's like, and then they bring him out of the floor. And the Titans' offense was vanilla, generic. And the only thing that saved the Titans' offense this year was Derrick Henry actually did his job for the last half of the season and played good football and ran the ball, popped off a couple of big plays for them. I don't understand. Like, Take, take a look this, at this game. This new rush. It's a new rush camp for... Like George said, because of McVay, but McVay's an anomaly. And, you know, you see Matt Nagy right now. It's all offensive, guys. It's comical. And I don't know what the Cliff Kingsbury's never even been in the NFL. Like, it's a joke. This thing's a offense, joke. It's, scoring offense. They're insane. 16th uh, uh, this year, 23rd in 2017. The best year, fifth. Oh, yeah. So, and second, but he had a 55th in 2014 and 23rd defense. 88th, 126th. 125 game isn't there 128 teams in uh in division one 128 yeah. 98 and 87 good luck with that good work cardinals yeah now, now he's a head coach like i said ridiculous. i dude i thought okay i could live with it if he was an offensive coordinator and that's honestly when i when i heard that yeah because he had the he had the usc offensive coordinator job and then he was like he's getting nfl offers and i'm thinking all right you know i guess you're better off being an, an offensive coordinator in the uh, in the NFL, but I didn't think like I really, I really didn't believe in a million years actually that Cliff Kingsbury would be one of the hot coaching commodities this year. Okay, Lincoln Riley, I sort of get it, but Cliff freaking Kingsbury. I mean, hey, NBA coaches. I hear the coach of uh, you know of uh, University of Oakland, Detroit, is available. <laughs> Kids putting up ninety four points a game on that team. <laughs> They score more points per game than Duke, George. Hire the coach. <laughs> I hear the coach at Loyola Marymount's doing a great job taking threes yeah. every 10 seconds. Hire him. Next you know what I mean? Like, this is insane. You have a spread offense in the Big 12 on a 5-7 and seven football team. I don't know. If I'm hiring someone in the Big 12, I'm at least going to hire one of the good coaches. Should we be surprised, like, though, that the Cardinals would do this? They fired Wilkes after one year. One yeah, year. They still, yeah, I know. They didn't give him a chance. They didn't give him a he chance. He didn't have a quarterback to work with. It's saying, you guys signed Sam Bradford for a gazillion dollars. 
he sucks, he's hurt, and then you got a rookie quarterback. Everything's your, your offensive coordinator, McCoy, who Wilkes didn't hire, sucked. Yeah, I think Wilkes got a raw deal, George, after one Sure year. did. There's no way you could fire a coach after one season, as you mentioned, with Bradford and, uh, and Rosen, rookie uh, quarterback there. He needs time. Now, I, I have to imagine, guys, I'm giving the Cardinals the benefit of the doubt that there was something else going on that we don't know about. Because it makes no sense. Yes. I mean, it'd be, yeah. it'd be different in my mind if this, if this new guy, uh, Kingsbury, was a, you know, a top guy that everybody on earth wanted, but he wanted to go to Arizona. Fine, then I could see that. But as you've already mentioned, <laughs> I, I don't get the hiring either, what the big deal is. I don't care if you work with uh, Shannon McVay. As you guys have said, it doesn't mean you're going to be anything worthwhile. So I, I have to think something else was going on there with Wilkes. So I can sort of excuse that, but this to me seems to be you made one mistake, and now you're just making another. What about this one, too, George, Gabe? And we saw this uh, with uh, Bruce Arians, and basically the Bucks offered him the head coaching job. So he's going to come out of retirement to coach the Bucks. Like, I thought he was done with football. Like, that's kind of weird to me, too. I don't know what you're thinking. Guys, what do you think about Arians? How the, I'm not overly enthusiastic with the call, either. No, and I'll be I'm honest, Corey, me and Corey discussed this. He's like, oh, great hire. He's got credibility, no, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah, you know, he did four years ago. I don't know. Bruce Arians turned into a jerk-off at the end of his career in Arizona. He blamed the players all the time. No one was crying when he left. They weren't great with him there either at the end. You know what I mean? They were a 7-9 team. It was always the punter's fault. It's the kicker's fault. I remember every press conference, Arians just turned into that guy. I used to be a big Arians fan. I would bet on him. Yep. He did a great job with the Colts. Did a nice job with Arizona. But remember, Arizona had, they had one nice year. The same year Carolina were real good. All right, and it doesn't make you a genius in the NFL. You know, I think Tampa will be a little better with Arians than they were with Dirk Cutter, but I'm not in love with the hire, and I, I wouldn't have hired. Personally, I wouldn't have hired Bruce Arians. And, and, then, and then, but you look at the Cliff Kingsbury here. Like I said, guys, like, I've always, like, kidded that he should be coaching high school. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's, not quali- he's not qualified <laughs> for this. So I'm just stating that, like, you better have some defensive geniuses here. And I guess it's going to be one of these deals where he'll have zero input on defense. Like, he, he guys, Cam, you just, good job. You just read the numbers. Like, his team don't play, yeah. So, yeah, you can be all flashy. Good for you. Yeah, good coach. You average 42 points a game. You give up. You know, the other something. team scores 51. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, I don't, I, like, I'm just saying, okay, imagine so Cliff Kingsbury sits down in a room alone to game plan for a game against the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick's game planning against Kingsbury. It's a mismatch, guys. Like, he, Cliff Kingsbury couldn't out-game plan Mike Gundy. You know what I mean? Like, he's... He was Holgerson. a mid-tier, yeah, right. lower tier. Cam, Dana Holgerson is a better coach than Cliff Oh, Kingsbury. definitely. Like, I don't even think it's debatable. If you had told me, listen, they hired Dana Mike Holgerson's Gundy. way better. I'd be way like, better. well, Gundy, yeah, yeah, he could work in the NFL. He's kind of sure. a good job. You know what I mean? I'm with you. <laughs> Kingsbury's but the worst out of those. You're guys. hiring like no Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury's <laughs> never won anything. I'm not saying, yeah. oh, you need to win a title to be a good coach. But I don't know. You ever won a you ever won a big bowl game? Big Twelve championship, a, a bowl game. You ever game made it? He's yeah. never made it to a bowl game. I don't think. Like, dude, you're a five and seven Big Twelve coach. They're giving you the keys right now, and you're going to go head to head with NFL coaches. Come on, man. This is a crazy, stupid hire. He should be an offensive coordinator. I think most agree with you. 
I don't think it's, it's hard to disagree. I agree with you about Arians as well. Listen, I wouldn't have hired Arians purely for the point that I'd be afraid he's going to die on the field. They gave him point, a George. full physical. I mean, that's not a joke. They gave him a full no, physical to make sure he's healthy enough to do this. This, to me, reeks of a couple of things here. <clears throat> I think this is an ownership hire. I think they wanted a name guy, and he is the biggest name out yep. there. And I think they're trying to, once again, I, I, not all teams are trying to win games. They're trying to sell tickets. And I think that's what this is. Not that he's, you know, uh, Bill Belichick, Tom Landry, Chuck Noll, Don Chula, whatever, but he's a name as far as everyone that's out there. And that's what this reminds me of. And I also go to this, <clears throat> and I know this has been brought up a couple of times, but it's amazing how we, you know, eight coaches were fired, yet the GMs are all there. They're the ones who are yeah. making the mistakes of hiring these the yeah. mistakes. Obviously, they're mistakes, yet they keep their job. If I'm an owner and I keep my GM keeps making a mistake at head coach, why am I letting him choose again? Hey, John Elway. I got to tell you, it's lucky John Elway's the president, George. Otherwise, he's fired as the GM. You know what I mean? Right, like, like yeah. you said, what about the Jets GM? What the hell has this guy done in yeah. years? What do you even do? Oh, you drafted Sam Darnold? Good. So what? You know what I mean? How hard was that? You were drafting third overall. You know what I mean? Like, I completely agree, George. These GMs, man, they get a freaking free pass in the NFL, and they just do these stupid things over and over and over and over again. It's just strange to me. Sometimes I wonder. I mean, you mentioned with the Jets. I don't care about your first-round pick, okay? If you can't get that right, yeah. at least two, what, three-fourths of a time, I understand some are going to bust. But if you can't get your first-round pick right, more or a hell of a lot more often than not, you can send a six-year-old kid. Right, come you're on. Ta- you're, you're, take, you're taking in the top five in the NFL draft. You could put a child up there and just say, kid, you know, hear the names out of these three. Just pick one. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> that's what they're doing. No, no, it's sort of like algorithms. You know what I mean? Yeah, Projection yeah, exactly. for tonight. This guy's projected for 28.22. He's projected for 28.22. So make your pick, kid. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's these, these NFL jobs. Okay, let's get into it. So how about this Rashard guy that everyone's talking about? You're hiring these clowns like this. You got this stud coach in the waiting. It's amazing, and everyone's in a panic right now. Oh, let's hire this guy. Let's hire that guy. When you've got some good defensive, defensive guys out there, and defensive coordinators and coaches and guys that have paid their dues that are ready, you know, ready to be head coaches in the NFL, and these teams are hiring Cliff Kingsbury. It's pretty, pretty crazy. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, for a multi-bazillion-dollar business that football is, to hire these guys with no experience, you know, they, because you know what. Because once again, everyone looks at the Shanahan McVay. More probably more McVay than Shanahan. Shanahan, we knew the name. McVay, maybe we didn't. But he ends up being you know the what's crazy, guy. George. You you have to have more experience to do what we're doing to talk about this. Like they wouldn't just put you on. You'd say, "Listen, yeah, I watch a lot of Big Twelve football. I'm going to put me on and talk about it." <laughs> like like this guy is less experienced, actually, like coaching, and he he, he gets the gig as he stated. Like for the amount of money, like the the coach is such an important hire. You know, hey, listen, they're rolling the dice. They think, you know, they, they, they think they, they hit a home run. Time will tell. And, listen, I mocked the hiring of Mark Helfrich as the offensive coordinator with the Bears. Did they win a Super Bowl? No, but they weren't the big train wreck that I said Helfrich would be. Um, so, speaking of coaches, Jason Garrett was on the hot seat earlier this year. He, here he is now. We into the second was. round of the NFL playoffs. And uh, they get the Rams uh, this week. How, how, how are you feeling as, from a fan perspective, George? What's your confidence level like? Oh, I don't think uh, my confidence level is certainly higher against Seattle at home against Seahawks. Certainly higher. Rams, I mean, Gurley will be back. He'll be completely healthy. 
I think uh, for the Cowboys, you know, Jared Goff, he had looked like a little bit of a deer in the headlights the last couple weeks of the season. He was, I think he was feeling the rush. The offensive line wasn't playing well. So I think, that, I think that's the key to the Cowboys. Get on him. You know, let him feel the rush. Let him see it again. Gurley's going to get his yards. Just like Ezekiel Elliott gets his yards. Don't let up the big play. Goff is not quite the deep throw that Russell Wilson was, and Russell Wilson sort of picked that Cowboy uh, defense apart late in the game with these deep passes. Yeah, so, you're lucky uh, that uh, Schottenheimer yeah, That's what we were saying. Run the ball, baby. Run some more, Schottenheimer. Appreciate that. We're Seattle. Big bombs are working. Run for two yards. Run for three yards. If I was Russell Wilson, I would have just started like – you're I would have just started not yeah, audible, yeah. audible, audible. <laughs> yeah, no, I honestly, <laughs> it was you can remember earlier in the year that happened. Remember, yes, the, it did. What Russell did. Wilson changed to play two times in a row. They had Carroll a got pissed off, and they called timeout. The they called him over. Yep. They were like, "What the hell are you doing?" And he was like, "Guys, this sucks. Like you, you know what I mean? I can't run these plays. This is not working." And I would have done that if I was Russell Wilson with about seven or eight minutes left in that game. Would have like. Went over and spoken to Carol alone. Told Schottenheimer, "I'm speaking to Coach here. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Get yeah. away from me." That uh, I would have said, "Listen, Pete, you can go down like this, or you can let me try to do my thing and try to save this." And it's like they did it until like two minutes left, and you know, yeah, well, crazily, that was one of the worst called games I've ever seen in my life uh, from an offensive coordinator. But you mentioned it. Good call, George. I mean, you know, the the, the people were talking about. About all oh, like the, the 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 Ram haters like Corey O, uh, Jared Goss, the bus driver, and you see him struggle now. And other teams have figured out what Sean McVay is doing. He's not this big mastermind. Well, me and Cam have talked about it, and I sort of simplified George and just state that the Rams spent all of their money. They're like the Golden State Warriors. They spent all of their money on these big ticket items. You know, Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks. Uh, you can go down the list. Of uh, Robert Woods, Aaron Donald, Akeem Talib, uh, Marcus Peters, Sue. They all got paid. Like the Rams this year was like everyone gets paid. Let's go out and win. And they don't have any depth. That was their problem. They had two offensive linemen out. Boom. Their line suddenly sucked. You know, they had Akeem Talib out. Boom. Suddenly their secondary got shaky. There's like when the Rams are healthy. I think they can beat anybody in the NFL, and they're going to a real load to deal with. But they're extremely fragile, George, in my opinion, as far as depth is concerned. But now that they've had a couple of weeks off, and really it's like they've had a month off. The Rams really haven't tried in a month. I think they're going to be a scary, rejuvenated football team, George. I agree. They're definitely top-heavy. You mentioned all the reasons why. When you have a cheap quarterback, you can do that. When golf needs to get paid, that goes away. They'll have to release yeah, yeah. some of those guys you mentioned. That's just the way the NFL is. You know, that's why you want to take advantage of your when you have a rookie quarterback who comes out and plays well. You want to take full advantage of that, and the Rams have done that. Uh, I, I like the Rams in this game for all the reasons you mentioned. I think they are. I, mean, they, I think they're similar teams, but the Rams have a better passing game, and I think they'll be able to use that to their advantage. Sure, they're going to run Gurley, but they're not going to do what Seattle did. You know, if Gurley's getting bottled up, he's getting hit two yards in the backfield every play. They're not going to keep running the ball into a stacked line. They're not going to do it. Seattle wouldn't go away from it, even though Russell Wilson was throwing some of the most beautiful deep passes you will ever see Saturday night. He looked great. They'll throw the ball at Goff. They'll have more success here. I think the game will be closer than maybe some anticipate, and I don't think it's going to go over. The over started at 48. It's 49 and a half now. I like the under. I like the under as well here in this game, but I think the Rams win. Yeah, I, good analysis. I thought the same thing, Cam, in which – 
Rams don't blow them out, but end up covering, too. I think the Rams will cover. I don't like laying seven points. I'll put them in teasers and parlays, etc. money line parlays. But I sort of see it's kind of close, but the Rams just sort of pull away and win by, like, 10, 11 points or so. There's a reason man, these been... teams want that bye week, guys, man. They want that yep. extra week to rest, to heal, and they come in fully healthy. Dallas a little banged up, man. Banged up along the offensive line. I know Hearns wasn't a big part of the offense, but you combine Hearns, who's out. That was one of the most gruesome injuries I've ever seen. Cole Beasley is going to be Beasley beat up again. Yep. He's beat up. That doesn't leave much left in the receiving core. No, it doesn't. It's just, you know who's an X factor? you got to give him credit. I know it's Cooper, Cooper, but Tavon Austin actually made some plays. Exactly. Last week. I'll give the guy sure credit. Did. Yeah, he was great. I wish I, that one play, I know they wanted Beasley to return the pump because he has more short hands, but I thought that was crazy. The game wasn't out of hand yet. Put Austin in there. He was, make, he, was, he was making plays there. And for the love of God, Austin, don't look behind you when you're breaking away. Because that one play, he looked behind him, and then he tripped up on his own feet. His own feet. I know he's gone. There. <laughs> exactly. He's gone. Hey, George, your Islanders, before we let you go, got a few seconds left. Six in a row. Are they going to do it tonight versus the games, buddy? Absolutely. It's on the island, yeah. baby. They, they win again. Hot team, Gabe. George's Islanders. George, George Kurtz got the day off this past Sunday thanks to Verizon, but he'll be in next Sunday. Thanks, George. Be good, guys. George nice Kurtz, great stuff with George. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio continues, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Back to live action, fellas. Game Time Decisions. Folks still working, Gabe? Ready to rage radio. Yeah, yeah, phone still yeah, uh, works. Strong, you know. Shakira still hasn't called, but the phone works. <laughs> In fact, I think I gotta pay that. You know, one one problem after another. Well, how do utilities go? Yeah, I didn't go <laughs> tell today. Me, tell me. Uh, no, no I didn't I didn't make it out there. Yeah. It's like they, they, they think you're right. You know. <laughs> they think you hang out with Dunkin' Donuts. They think you hang out at Dunkin' Donuts all day and uh, write fake novels on your computer. Like, you go to work. You work a morning show and an afternoon show. No, I wanted to. I wanted to get out there today, and I tried to. But I'm not going there for nothing. And I didn't have, like, all the documentation that I needed. So I got to handle one last thing here. It's a pain in the ass, man. But I I found out a little bit more about it because I didn't care. I opened up the mail, even though it wasn't my name. I was like, screw this. I'm opening this up because... I need to know what's going on here with this bill. You know what I mean? And it's exactly right, dude. The guy owes, like, thousands of dollars from before. Do it. Like, I looked. Yep. I'm like, how much is it? Because I wanted to see how much is this really per month anyways. Like, what's going on here? And, dude, I looked. From December to, like, now, whatever, the last month, it's like $58. 
So I wasn't even using like heat or anything. Cam, you see me. Yeah. I'm a pretty much a middle miss, bro. Like, yeah, I, you are. You got no furniture, no nothing. I don't even use the stove. I don't even use the stove. No, you're right. You do microwave. I use the microwave. You're exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. So I don't know, like, there's no, like, oh, I'm running up this and that. So I'm like, there's yeah. no way in hell I owe thousands of dollars. So, so like, what does dude have in your place? Do you have a hot tub? The guy puts on, like, heat light? I don't it's know. Like, <laughs> like, this guy, uh, maybe a, a grow up there? Like, to, but to it's funny. It, says on, it says on the thing. It says on the thing how much, like, compared to last year, what yeah. you're using. And it oh, says, yeah, for sure. I'm using 47% less heat than whoever lived here before me. Exactly. Which is pretty, pretty impressive. And I'm using 73% less gas and hot water than the person before. Wow, that guy, that so, guy like showers. Yeah, so in other words, like, I'm not really even <laughs> using this. You know what exactly. I mean? You're like, like a so, Wow, man. That's oh, no, no. Like, I'm one of these people. I have a small carbon footprint, Cam. <laughs> you actually do. You do. No, I really from do. You too like, like, oh, yeah, we got to save the world. This asshole's taking a jet. You are, you're yeah, actually, he's got a bigger should, footprint than me. You, you a huge footprint. You should be doing a commercial. Hi, I'm Gabe Morenci for the Earth. Like you actually do uh, not use a lot of stuff. I'm pretty good, Dave, but not like you. <laughs> I hear. Um, no, I actually recycle and stuff too. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I recycle. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm, not yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not recycler I, of the year, but I put it out there. Like I separate my garbage. You know, it's all goes I, to the same I, place I, anyway. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm doubting. You know I'm that. doubting your recycling. Uh, I am. I know. I have two separate bins. No, no, no. You can't get me on this one. It's the truth. I got a garbage bin and a recycling bin, but I will say this, Marenzi, in times of need where I've had too much, I've thrown it all in one. I'm not going to lie, but when I do have the time, I separate. But I watched a documentary. It's all BS anyway. It all goes to the same place. Recycling no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yes, it, doesn't it does. Place. It's not. Trust People me. People are making money off it. People are yeah, making are. money off it, but it's not all going to the same place. They don't want to throw money in the in the in the trash, right? They're getting money for that, right? No, I'm just telling you, Marancy, though. But like you know, like recycling, a lot of the time, it's not it's not what you think. You think this stuff's all going to be like, sure. Obviously, they use paper to turn into toilet paper and stuff like that. They have to. I'm just not saying what you're what people are seeing. It's not the real story. A lot of it's waste. That's all. I mean, I'm not Mr. Earth or anything. I think it's a lot of BS. That's all. See, that's why I was saying I question your your dedication to recycling. But I, st- I still do. Like, no, because I get recycled. The recycling guy comes you, out on Wednesday you, you, you say and the garbage on Thursday. You sort of do if it's conic. Oh, what think- you do, you basically, you don't put your beer bottles in a garbage bag. Are you stupid? I take them back for 10 cents. You get, and know what the best news is, Gabe? You get 25 cents for uh, for wine and uh, vodka now. So when I go to the beer store, I usually oh, really? uh, try to make it a I try to make it a $20 trip. So my next 12 packs free. That's value, buddy. I got to tell you one thing I've yeah. never done though is uh the recycling of the um I don't know, like food and like waste and stuff like that. Oh yeah, like compost, coffee grinds and stuff. Oh yeah, coffee, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, my no, dad does all, all that stuff. stuff. Yeah. No, that's like that's all over the top. Then, then you're just doing the work for them. <laughs> like, it's the whole thing too. If you're a real jerk, you can look at it like that. I get what you're saying. Because let's say if you put a bunch of like two liter plastic bottles in a garbage, at the garbage dump, they pluck they pluck them out. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean that every one of them's getting plucked out, but like they're worth they money. Don't pluck. Yeah. yeah, they are. So garbage. The guy that owns the garbage dump isn't going to say, "Well, I'm just going to like." crush like three thousand dollars worth of plastic here i'm going to take it out right 
What a job that would be, man, with all the seagulls and rats and everything trying to get in there. Trust me, it's, uh, you know me. I, 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 I couldn't even handle that game. I'd be, it'd be big trouble. But we'll move on from the Earth segment here, but I'll just ask you, Kev, how long do you think it takes for a plastic water bottle to disintegrate? I already know this answer. It, uh, 20 years, my friend. 20 years. It's not, it's not 20 years. That's what they said on the commercial when they threw the water bottle in the lake and told me to buy a Brita. But uh, you tell me. They said four, 450 years. 450 years? Nah, come on. Yeah. Really? Really? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double check. How long? Okay. Okay. Does plastic. <laughs> 450? Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, like you throw a plastic water bottle in the water. That thing could be there for hundreds of years down there. Well, it's like 25, but uh, let me see here. Yeah, you're right. 450 years. Good answer. Wow, I was way off. Thank God I'm not on the prices right. <laughs> no, no way to win that showcase. I'm off right, by 400 years. <laughs> That'd be great. Like if you were on like a college campus with a bunch of pinko commies. Camp, uh, 20 years. I recycle. People would be like, boo. boo. 450, you moron. Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, 450. <laughs> Someone stand up and check. My, my, my grandchild's 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 going to be dealing with your waste. You're a monster. I, I got to tell you, though, this guy who stayed before you, he's a real power mind. This guy, he, he had every trick in the book. I don't know if he got heat lamps, a whirlpool yeah, 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 in there yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that's a lot of now, now it all comes together to me, too. Why do why do I still get mail for the guy? You know who you know who doesn't do mail stoppage? People who owe money. Exactly. I've done that. I never I never tell the mail I'm leaving. You know what I mean? Because I all I'm getting there is bills anyway. So like I don't. Care. My old tenant. I used to get his bills too, and I actually did the right thing because he left me contact info and met him. Guy's an idiot. He just kept on giving me stuff. After a while, there's a point like, dude, get it together. Like I don't care about your ex-wife's Avon catalog and your stupid bills. I'm well, not, I've been I'm not here your mailman. Months. I've yeah. been here months. So after a while, two years, I realized that, yeah, no one's coming or anything. So basically, yeah. I just take it out and dump it. You know what I mean? Because it sure. fills my mailbox up. It pisses me off. But yeah, now that I'm mail. aware of what's going on, I see all kinds of other stuff. You know, credit card companies and blah, blah, blah. Buddy, you know, I don't know where Buddy is, man. I was like, Gone. so I guess he was, the, he was the tenant here before. You know, and... It is what it is, and he, I guess, I don't know what his deal is, but like I said, I got to get out there, but I, I, I was missing one, I needed one piece of paper that I couldn't find in here, and it's weird, because I don't have anywhere to lose it, but of course I lost it. <laughs> so, now, now I've got to, I've got to jump through hoops. Well, it never ends, Cam. It's not the end of the world. It's, you know, it's That's real the thing, too. It's, it's like what crap, I talked you about. You're, win- you're winning, it's like we talked about. You're winning game. Like, remember when I was on a Tootsie Roll and whatever? Who called an old bookie? Hey, I want to settle up now. You, you're on a good heater. You know, hit four sides in the football game, and whatever. Who, who do you deal with? Utility guy, ex guy that used to live in your place with his problems and bills. Like, that's the thing. You just when you have money, it's actually well, nice is, to his like problem, stash it away like a squirrel. Like now you got to his problem. His problems become my problem now. That's that's the thing. That's though. the I problem. Deal with it. And that even and though that's a problem. It's not even going to be, it's not a monetary thing. It's just a pain in the ass. Like, I've got to, like, prove that I was, it wasn't me and stuff. And I can do it, but, like I said, I don't want to go there for nothing. And you know these people are very, very litigious and meticulous, right? 
So I was like, all right, I have this, I have this, but I got to find this piece of paper. So I'm going to find that tonight. I'll get on this, man. I'll bite the bullet and get this done before the end of the week, before I end up sitting in the dark. Um, yeah, all right, 844 843-6879. 843-844-6879. Well, at least I know they need to get it into the condo to pull it, and the condo is tough. They don't let them in. So. Yeah, yeah, you got good security. That's what you get yeah. for that expensive rent. Exactly. <laughs> you, get, you get Fort Knox Save in there. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. Get out of here, deadbeats. Your utility if sucks. If that's Toronto or Montreal, oh, they're, you're hey, getting home. And the, the doorman's yeah. telling you, oh, yeah, we let them in. You're, 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 they, yeah. they shut you. So what do you mean oh, you let them in? It'd be completely different. Here. Hey, Mr. Morency has a, a couple drinks in the fridge for you, too, while you wait. Like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> idiot. Well, I told the chick on the phone yesterday. I said, listen. I, she's like, oh, you should come now. I'm like, I can't just get there in 10 hours. Like, I got to, you know what I mean? You're, this is catching me off good, lady. So I told her, give me like 48 hours here. She's like, all right, all right, but don't let this linger. Yeah. So it was one day today. I got to get this going tomorrow. Not the latest Thursday, but uh, I got to get this paperwork done tomorrow. All right, so nevertheless, so uh, there's no more football to win money on. We've won like our last five football bets uh, pretty much. Uh, it's back to basketball. Uh, tonight, yeah, we've got some intriguing college basketball uh, games on the board, and you know when uh, the Johnnies are playing Villanova, you know our main man Tom was going to call in uh, from the island. St. John's getting six points, at least at last check. What's up, Tom? Like that money line game, plus two twenty. I'm seeing right now. How can I not sprinkle that? Yeah, go money. Well, I tell you what, I think they they can win this game. It's not easy to win at the Pavilion. We know that. Yet. And listen, Clemson, Villanova, like, 8-2 and two in their last 10 games, guys, right? I think they were, like, 2-4 and four to start or whatever the hell they were when they stumbled out of the gate. They got their ass handled by Michigan early. They, they're, like, they've start, they're starting to come together a bit right now, but I find, guys, Tom and Cam, I find that Villanova this year, the odds makers know that four-fifths of their championship teams are gone, but the public's still sort of betting on name reputation. Like, shouldn't, don't you guys think the number should be like three and a half tonight or three? The Nova's being bet on past Nova teams, Ken. Yeah, that's the thing, and it's weird. Like, I'm, I'm checking it out. A lot of people like Nova tonight. I don't either. I, I, and what has St. John's proven? You guys talked about it. The Seton Hall game, last second shot to win the game. Like, no, St. John's has been awesome. I don't think, I don't think Villanova, with the guys that they've lost, the way that are playing current form, everything, should not be a six and a half, seven point favorite. Give me St. John's as well, man. I, I, I'm with you, Morency. What's your take, Tom? Tom, I'm 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 taking the Johnnies plus six and a half. I'm also I'm also sprinkling the money line. I was just reading Villanova basketball forms, and let me tell you, they're scared. Even though even Villanova fans are saying I got to put a little money on St. John's because this this line is way too high. They're scared. They're scared. Shamori Pons is unstoppable right now, and and he's pumped up. And so all the Johnny Fitz, too. Listen, St. John's is playing DePaul on Saturday. Two years ago, you were able to get a ticket at Corner Second for 5 bucks. The going ticket right now is 60 bucks, And that might not sound a lot, but for a St. John's game versus DePaul, who yeah, DePaul yeah, did yeah, beat yeah. somebody. DePaul? 60 bucks. Tom, that's great. <laughs> that's a lot. No, that is a lot of money. St. John's DePaul, $60 ticket. Sounds expensive, Marenzi. Yeah. No, it is. They're, they're starting to. People are starting to pay attention right now. 
And I tell you what, the um, the pollsters are actually paying attention. St. John in the top 25 for the first time since uh, a long time, 2015. I think they were briefly there, 11 and three start, but nationally starting to get some attention. Uh, top 24th in, in the AP poll, 23rd in the USA Today poll. So um, you know, and I saw Chris Mullen saying, "Listen, it's just a poll, but it's nice to get recognized." And he said, you know, we're, this is where St. John basketball should be, back on the map here. Listen, our cat win was big. The, 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 the Seton Hall loss was a heartbreaker, as you talked about. But beating Villanova, that'll really get some national attention tonight. Even though it's not, you know, Nova's not quite Nova. They're still Villanova. They're 2-0 in conference play. They're still a damn dangerous program. Jay Wright's still Jay Wright. This, this, is a big, uh, this is a big statement game tonight for the Johnnies, but they're a fun team, man. As you stated too, Tom, it's, they're all statement games, right? Because they always, oh, we need to prove for, for, for real again. Uh, but i got to tell you, as you stated, man, Villanova's going to have a hard time dealing with Pons and getting, getting these points. How does this game not come down to the wire? That's exactly what everyone's saying. That 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 line should be three, three and a half, like what you guys mentioned. Yeah, that game, I believe, will definitely come down to the wire. And one other St. John's point too. How do you guys think this affects recruiting? We we got uh, somebody from Duke, some athletic. I don't know if it was the actual athletic director. Where now they are negotiating for next season to play every single game at the Garden. So a lot of Johnny fans, we, we're pretty pumped up about that. Do you think that will also help recruiting as well for these kids to, you know, to play every game at the Garden? For sure. I think it, I think it pisses off. I think it will upset everyone else. Because basically you're letting Duke into your, your home once a year. You know what I mean? In, in your backyard. And Duke looks at it like, you know what, man? You know, we're playing here. It's neutral, but... It's great. It's, it gets us on TV. It's great in New York City. It helps us for recruiting. But it puts you. It's like you're only as good as your rival, right, Tom? In the real life, like, that's the thing. You're as good as your rival. So if Duke wants to do this with you, then it's a good look for you because then you're on TV at the Garden once a year against Duke. I, I, I don't mind the move at all. I, I like it. And, you know, the recruiting will start to improve, man. Winning is contagious. You know, Johnny's get to the tournament, go on a little bit of a run. You know, you'll be shocked how many kids will start from the area, will start to consider to stay. I got a couple other college basketball picks, but I'm definitely on St. John's tonight, Tom. Always a pleasure, my man. Thank you, fellas. Take it easy, Tom. Speaking of Kingsbury, Texas Tech playing tonight against Oklahoma. College basketball. I know Texas Tech have a good defense, but I think the total is just too low. Game Time Decisions continues. Cam's award-winning live read next. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Pre-game show. <laughs> Machine head. Oh. 
They love this song. It's their good luck song. I know that. It works for them. This is their kickoff song. You'll hear, I guarantee you're going to hear it this Sunday. Oh, yeah, for sure. The Patriot game and the kickoff. That's uh, that's the only reason uh, Bush X is still getting picked game from the New England Patriots. I said, yeah, it was bizarre. A couple of years ago, it was two years ago, I was on the Patriots pregame show. But they played that song (laughs) when I came on. I come on at like 1247 or something like that. Like, I came on, like, it was like 15 minutes before kickoff. Now time for the best bets. (laughs) Amazing. The best is you hate the Patriots, too, but it's all good. It's it's amazing. But I would I would say it on the show like it, I'd come on and I'd be like uh, I'm a Bills fan. I'd be like here. guys, well I yeah I didn't say listen I despise you guys you know what I mean? you can't yeah, say that. Yeah. But I basically said yeah I'm a Bills fan guys you know so no love lost you know what I mean I'd say <laughs> but I think you cover and I'd give the pick and I go back and forth. They, they were good. It was actually it was fun. It was a good show like um, they had a lot of hosts like that was one thing I remember like I never who I was talking to. <laughs> Like, rotation. Yeah, no, no. There was, like, a ton of them. You know what I mean? It's like there was a couple of them at the studio, a couple of them at the game. Like, uh, Shin Fourier was one of the guys. Like, you know what I mean? Former so Seahawks. Like yeah, yeah. It was like one of the players was there on the sideline. One of the dudes is in the studio. A couple of them were at a tailgate. I don't know. They were all over the place. So I give up on saying names to people. Like that guy, Nate, uh, Nate Fields, I think. Nate Yates, yeah, Nate Fields, whatever. Right? He's a big-time Boston guy. I think he works at NFL.com or something, too. So, like, I gave up on saying, yeah, good call, Nate, or thanks, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything <laughs> was like, hey, guys. Yeah, hey, guys. <laughs> guys. Guys. Yeah, I'd never say anyone's name besides the one guy I knew because he had a really thick accent, Pete. <laughs> I'd be like, good point, Pete. <laughs> Christian Fourier, I think, was he first? He was a first round draft pick. I know that. Colorado, was he first round or second round? I know he went really early. That's, yeah, yeah that's he, was, he was around for, he was on the Patriots after the Seahawks, though, right? I mean, Correct. Yep, exactly. Not bad for him. Yeah. Yeah, no, he ended up like staying in Boston, becoming like a radio guy there. Good for him. Yeah, he did some college stuff, too. Remember back in the day, he used to do a lot of college football? But uh, yeah, no, he's, 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 he gets around the block. That's yeah, he's a sharp sure. guy, smart guy. Smart guy. No, they were nice guys. Like, the Boston sports market's good. I mean, obviously, you know, it's one of the best sports cities in America. They love sports. Uh, they've had success recently. But they're pretty douchebaggish for the most part. You know, like, let's be real. Like, they're just so arrogant. You know what I mean? Oh, and, it's and the Red Sox and the whole, Bruin, Bruin the whole sports fan thing. You know, Bruins fans my, are the worst. Well, I almost killed Bruins, my That's what I'm saying. Like, what's the guy, what's the name of the Bruins hockey guy? Jack Edwards? Yeah, Edwards. Like he's, and, the uh, big, he's one of the biggest blowhard homers, dude. Like the guy's yeah. just like, and Brickley. people laying. Oh yeah, like they, like you said. But the Patriot guys weren't like that. Actually, I was surprised. They were. I cool. was like, oh, I was like, oh boy, like I got to go on the Patriot show. Like it's going to be douchebag central, man. But they weren't like they. You know, it wasn't like oh, we're the greatest. Like they. They respected the matchups. You know what I mean? They were like, no, it's a tough game against the Ravens this week. And it wasn't, they weren't like, oh, we're the Patriots. We're going to win easy. You know what I mean? Well, Gabe, Certain- this breaking news. It looks like Arians is the, like they talk. It looks like it's fucking yeah. finalized right now. I'm watching NFL now. Oh, yeah, no, no. That's, it's done. I, like, it's, a, it's a done deal here. This is unbelievable. I, I don't like either hire today. Same as you. Like, yeah, one down to both. This, yeah, this is Goldilocks. 
One's too old, one's old too young. Too young. <laughs> Just right. Yeah. It's kind of like the heat. Yeah, you're right, Gabe. That's the thing. Too These hot, are too name cold. hires. They are. It's, no, time. but what it is, if you're Tampa Bay, your fan base, listen, I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but it's... Bruce Arians, but no, no, no. The question is, though, how much is he going to be into it? Because I remember even when he went into the broadcast yeah. booth, he started mailing it in. Like, ah, you know, whatever. Like, it was just kind of like, okay, exactly. so... Why would you want it? Like, I don't think it's right because you want to hire a guy. How long long is he going to be a coach for? You got to get a physical. What, like two years? Like, what are you getting out of this? I'm thinking thinking a couple years. Another another thing is Bruce Arians is like a no-nonsense type of dude. Like, he doesn't like garbage. You know what I mean? That was the whole thing with I heard with Bruce Arians. He got offers that, and that was why he got out of Arizona. He didn't want to deal with a young quarterback. That was ultimately what it was. They, they were like, listen, like the ownership basically forced it, that you can't have Carson Palmer anymore. Like, we're not doing this yeah. anymore. Like, we need to draft young players. And Arians is a veteran type of guy. So in that sense, he's coming to win. You know he wants to win. You, can, you know what I mean? We can't say, oh, he doesn't care about winning. But for how long? Like, and if they're one in four... Long story short here, dude, I don't know how he's going to get along with Jameis Winston. I don't think it's going to go well. I guess the Buccaneers are thinking, well, this might straighten Winston up. Arians is a guy's a quarterback coach, Cam. He worked with Andrew Luck like and Carson Palmer. Like He expects a certain level of intelligence at the quarterback position. Absolutely. I'm talking about knowing the playbook, knowing the reads, knowing like he's a football quarterback Q guy. You know, like, he didn't want to be around Rosen, even. Like, and they didn't know it was going to be Rosen, but he was like, I'm not doing, I'm not dealing with a rookie quarterback. Like, it's known. Like, it's known in football circles, Arians doesn't like dealing with young players. So, in a lot of them sense, Tampa, <laughs> No, but they're not that really, Cam. They're not that young. Winston's not that young. Mike Evans ain't young. Godwin's still young. The defense, yeah, they got some guys. They've actually... I hear you. You know, there's some young guys on the team. But there's, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of vets on that team. Like, Tampa, you can win with this team. Like, they're not that far off. You you know, you need a DB. Well, look what they did. You you know, you get a linebacker, a DB. And then, you, you, you know, you need Winston not to turn the ball over. Right? Exactly. And the thing was, they had young guys there, like the Hargraves kid uh, from the University of Florida. Like, all these young kids. Yeah, he's good. Hargraves better. is good. Oh, no, trust yeah. me. We watch college. Like, we know these guys. Like, you said it, and I agree with you. Tampa Bay is close. And, and look who they beat this year, too. They beat a couple, like, good teams. They hung around in games. They're very close. The Arizona Cardinals, on the other hand, they're very far. They have a lot of work to do with Kingsbury. That's going to be... This is going to be a, t- a team that I think it's going to be bad for many years. At least yeah, a that's going to be a that's good for them. It's 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 definitely going to be a challenge. Yeah. So yeah, Arians, you know, and I don't know. You know, I'll be honest with you, because already there's going to be the talk, and you and I just talked about it. But you know, it's going to pop up. Well, from a fantasy perspective, and what does this mean for for Jameis Winston? And people think, oh, it's going to be positive for Jameis Winston. It could mean Jameis Winston's not on the team. That's what it could mean as well. We could be right where Bruce Arians tells them, listen, I'm taking the job, but we'll go with Fitzpatrick for one year and we'll draft a guy, or we'll get, let's bring Nick Foles in, or let's bring Andy Dalton. Like, you don't know. Like I said, he's a veteran guy. So 
the thing is, Winston only has one more year left on the deal. So this is it. I mean, like, there's no... It's not like, oh, well, we have to make a big decision. It's like it'll handle itself, right? It's like, you're, but the thing is, if you're the Bucks, if Winston plays well, then you lose him. You could lose him. You know I what think, I mean? So I think Winston's there's no way good. in hell, Cam, you could give Winston money now. Like, I wouldn't oh, consider it. I will I'll give him a little Janus, bit of credit, though. I hope you play well, because if you play well, we do well, but... You've got to go out and stay out of trouble for a year, play well, I know. win a bunch of football games, and you'll get paid, bro. But I'm not giving you the money now. I think he played better at the end of the year when when I was watching him play. He did he did a lot smarter things. He turned over the ball less. But and, and with did. Ryan Fitzpatrick, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Gabe, we we've seen this movie too many times. I don't care if he has one or two good games; it'll always revert back to a four interception game. And uh, you know, guy's a career back. Yeah, but that's, Winston that's reverts too. Like, that's the thing, yeah, but he reverts, and it gets could be uglier reversion. Like, it's, they're in Noah's land. Like I said, I wouldn't want either of them as my quarterback. I don't want Jameis Winston as my quarterback. No. I like him a hell of a lot. I like him more than uh, Fitzpatrick, though, I can tell you that. He's got more of an upside. Yeah, he played better. We, yeah, no, you're right. There's a lot, a lot of question marks, but I don't think Tampa Bay is too far away. I think they're going to get better. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Bless you. We'll see if uh, if Arians. We'll see if Arians can turn this thing around. You know, like people always. Do you like the hire? Do you hate the hire? We can voice our opinions on these hires. Yeah. But you don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody no, don't knows. Know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm Who's just Arians back. Oh, eleven and five next year. I don't. Yeah, know. Oh yeah. You know yeah, I, mean? yeah like, no, no, I don't. I, I, I don't like the hire, but it doesn't mean I'm. You know, I know. Hey, if they stayed with Cutter, I think the team by us, but just by having young players, or whatever, will be better than they were this year. Is Bruce Arians going to help? Hell, I don't. I don't know. But I'm all I'm going to tell you is one thing. I watched that guy check out early, and I watched him check out in the booth. And good, and, point, and good to, point you raised about the booth, even like he just seemed like he didn't yeah, care. Well, he didn't care. He's like, what am I here for? Okay, I gotta go. Like it's just he wasn't yeah, really he into like it. That coaching for the last year too. That's a, that's correct. I think Arians like I don't know. Like I got I get that feeling. Like I like the guy, but I got the feeling. Number one, you got health issues. You know, your heart beats weirdly. You've been you've been a football coach your entire life. I just don't get the feeling that he's the type of guy that should be having a drink on a beach somewhere. And I like, agree. Now you're done. You know what I mean? For your own good. But he's not that old. He's not like he's an old man. So he's sort of in between where he's got some health issues. He's got no patience. He doesn't like young people, but he wants to coach. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. It's like Cam he's, coaching is, is part babysitting and stuff. Even in the pro. Another right? thing is it's also a dick. You gotta, like you gotta talk you gotta talk to players and you, you do. Know? You, you, you do, but Gabe, how many times have you talked to you interview guys, too? You do the morning show stuff. A lot of these guys get out of it. They drive their wives and girlfriends crazy, and they want to get back into it because that's their lives. Like, they've had relationships and stuff based on this is what I do. Yeah, well, this is who I am. Yeah. You know? It's a different type of lifestyle. Your wife's like, hey, why are you why are you around every day now, Bruce? Like, I like that when you were on the road type of thing. Like I know, you, you but talk it's, to guys it's funny, around like you game, said. It's weird. You look at a guy, you know, Troy Aikman's a guy that's really sort of transitioned nicely. He's on once yeah. a week. He's happy with that. He's involved in the league, but he doesn't need that daily Grind. daily rush and daily, you know, thing to do. As you stated, man, look, like you said, some of these guys, they've been coaching for 40 years, right? I mean, Bruce Arians has been around football for a long time, like you said. You know, he gets bored, but 
Like it was called by you. Like he he was born in the booth. Like at least Gruden's enthusiastic. Like, rah, 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 I love yeah. football. Harry has got the feeling like <laughs> you look at Aaron. You're like this guy's burnt out, man. Like he's he he's just he's tired. He's burnt out. You know what I mean? He's he's you know he's a smart football guy. Maybe he feels better now though. You know yeah, he feels he better does. after a year or two off. Like I said, I, I remember him with Arizona because I bet on Arizona a lot. I believed in them. Yeah. I, I took him as a future. I believed in Palmer. I believed in Arians. Remember, and remember I that slowly Super started Bowl? to realize. Yeah, I slowly no. started to realize that, you know what? Like, this guy doesn't have – he's not there. Like, it's sort of – he's a veteran coach. He expects the players to just sort of do things. And then he gets mad when they don't do them. But he's not helping them do it, right? And, he's you know, he's almost like Thibodeau who just got fired. Like, Arians, like, wouldn't play young guys, and he just gets stuck on certain players. You remember, he's like, oh, all my wide receivers suck. It's like, yeah, coach, that's all good, but you're pretty much in control of this team, and you liked all these guys. So now suddenly they all suck. You know, your kicker sucks. he, He went through, like, three long snappers. Like, he got to a point where he wasn't this cool guy that was communicating with the team. He got to the point where... I'm Bruce Arians, and you guys are sort of hurting my reputation. You know what I mean? There's a lot of that in football camp with these coaches, right? You know, there's you'll see you'll see it where and baseball does that a lot too. Well, they're not hitting. You know what I mean? Like Gibby used to take one for the team. Well, oh, we're did. not doing this. We we we. You know we yeah. we can do a better job managing. We can do a better job in the bullpen. Like. You know That's what why I mean? Griff some guys, because yeah. he's a real guy, some guys, a real like, man. Some guys are like, well, I can't throw it over the zone, the, 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 the plate for the guy. You know what I mean? They. You'll get, like, a lot of college basketball coaches go into they. Well, they didn't make any shots. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? It's like, well, dude, you're the coach. Like, what? When they we. win, it's you, but when they miss the shots, it's they. And Arians became that guy. They didn't execute. You know, the game plan was fine. You know what I mean? Like, it was all, it was never him. I caught on to that for the last couple of years, and I don't think, like I said, they weren't crying left, and then they're, they're running this Wilkes guy out of town after a year, which I think is pretty brutally unfair, to be honest, too. Like, I don't think it's the guy's fully. He, 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 he didn't have a chance. That's the thing. Like, if you're going to hire a guy, you can't give him, basically, it's like, okay, here's, here, here's the shelf. It's empty. Go fill it. What? With Christian Kirk as, as a young receiver, Larry Fitzgerald's going to retire. Rosen doesn't know what's going well, on. The offensive line banged him, up. Like, give they me a gave break. Him, they gave him Sam Bradford. Yes. They, yes. they gave him Sam Bradford as the quarterback. And Mike McCoy is the offensive coordinator. Yeah, good, good luck with Neither that. Neither of which is his call. And then, basically, you know, five weeks in, you're like, well, the money, the money, we gave this guy all this money, a quarterback can't play, so we'll play the kid. And, oh, yeah, the offensive coordinator sucks. And then, yeah, but it's your fault we're not winning. Right? Like, this guy was really, really set up to fail, man. He was railroaded. Yeah, I agree. 100%. They got like, blown yeah, he... out a few times, Cam, early. And it set a bad. He sort of, you know, he was on the hot seat right away somehow. But this team I don't covered against Kansas City at Arrowhead. Okay? They, they, they should have beat Seattle. Yeah, you're right. They I played know, hard down the stretch for They, they did. did. And they did. Like they lost. Look at the Cardinals. They lost games. They covered in those losses. They got better. What sure Byron they got blown became the OC. Yes. Like, they should have just Correct. left this team together for another year it, or two. Yeah, there's no need to do this. Like it's actually wrong because it's not like exactly. It's not like oh, we have all this talent. We should have won. He screwed it up. 
It's like he gave the guy a train wreck, and he, you know, it's like the car was in a ditch. He's a tow truck driver. Did he get it out of the ditch? No, but he's got the car on the chain, all right? He's pulling it yeah. out. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's trying. Yeah, it's moving a bit. Like, <laughs> you're right. It'll get back. <laughs> it's true. It's, the car's totaled, but we'll get it to the shop. Eventually. Yeah, like he's like, uh, guys, bullshit, you know what I mean? It's, it's pretty deep I'm in the ditch. It's pretty deep in the ditch here. I'm trying to get it out. <laughs> and you're up my ass every day about this. Listen, yeah, uh, yeah he was he was doomed. He was. He was doomed. He was put in a bad spot, that guy. Sure was, but hey, hopefully he lands another job somewhere, maybe a coordinator job or something, because, yeah, he was definitely set up to fail. And, you know, good luck to Arians. I hope things work out. I'm just telling you from what I know, watching a lot of the broadcast this year, it didn't look like he wanted to be there or had very much heart into, into well, you things, know, so I hope he's going to change change it. I hope he's going to. You know who should have, you, you could argue, that deserved to be fired more than, than, than Dave Wilkes was uh, Matt Patricia. Yes, Matt Patricia shows up late a, nine, a nine-win team, turn him into a yeah. five-win team. They got smoked, and the players hate him. Excellent. He's, he's got a rookie coach. Players like him, and he's battling over the last month of the season. Once they got comfortable with yeah. Rosen and Leftwich, you know, and they get fired. But Patricia gets another chance. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Not an entirely full slate of college basketball tonight, but still a lot of games. Still a lot of games and opportunities to lay it down tonight, Cam. You got a game. If you'd like to wager on sports, never have and would like to try, head over to our friends at BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even win on eSports, politics, and reality TV, or get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during any game, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. So many ways to make money. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. So head on over, open an account at BetDSI. That's promo code FNTSY101 and get your 100% bonus deposit match. Back to you, Gabe. Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of uh, spots to bet on tonight. We mentioned college basketball, got the NHL hockey, uh, NBA basketball as well. NHL hockey tonight. Carolina at the uh, the New York Islanders. Uh, Islanders a surprise team this year, twenty three thirteen and one on the year, ten five and one on their home ice. Carolina eight ten and one on their um, on their uh, road games uh, this year, nineteen seventeen and three 
overall, but the Islanders one of the hottest teams in, in the NHL uh, right now. Nine and one in their last ten games. Yet I'm looking right now, Cam, and they're only minus one sixteen favorites. Yeah, it's it's because the thing about the Islanders, Gabe, when you're de- dealing deep, and we do, you know, with the with the metrics of the sports, it's actually they've been, you know, you talk to these guys, oh, they've been lucky, you know, they're winning games on 14 shots, but they're doing things well. Their special teams have been great. They're getting wicked goaltending from Grice and Leonard. It's amazing. The Buffalo Sabers get rid of Robert Leonard, and he's been fantastic for the Islanders. So, and they're at home too. I'm with Kurtz, you know, I get it. Carolina has been playing a little bit better, but that's a short price game. I can't lie. I was horrible in hockey last night. I was usually do a lot better than that, and hopefully we can turn it around. But the Islanders had a pick and price. i got to pull the trigger. They're at home, and I think they're going to get it done. Well, speaking of get it done, uh, it's funny. Last night, uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook, their app went down, like, at 8.05 type thing. Oh. I got something for you too. There were the inputter where he inputs. There's I know. Uh, site maintenance right now. What the hell's going on I know. here, man? I know. I just, I, saw just I just I just see Japanese writing on this... my screen. I'm going to go. Hey, Cardano. I th- I thought my computer was going to blow up. It's uh... <laughs> unbelievable, man. Well, we what lost our feed, Yang. <laughs> Yang. Settle down, Yang. There goes your no hitter, Yang. Yeah, no, that's a base off ball. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I I gotta gotta cut cut shots a little bit, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm gonna He tricked us. Considering that's the one thing I wouldn't be joking about. Gotcha, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gotta drop F bombs and stuff. Look at this. It's it's the best English. Especially especially Yang. After I find out my my yeah my bets are under maintenance right now. No, but you did good. No time to be joking. You did good yesterday, so that's why I'm in a good mood. Nice playlist for you. And I gotta tell you something. As the inputter, I I see all you're building that account quite quite nicely, Marenzi. Nice number. It's building. The bricks are getting built. Yeah. Well, what's good is I withdrew, too, and so I'm hitting them. I'm yeah. on a nice little, uh, yeah, I've been playing smart the last couple of weeks, but smart. Buddy. it all leads into this weekend. I want to hit this tonight, yet I'm a little bit concerned. I'm not going to panic. They're going to get this sorted out. We have an hour and 12 minutes before this Islander yeah. game. I'll be, I'll be all over. I'll be all over. I'll be all over. All right, we'll so the Islanders minus uh, 116 tonight. New Jersey is at Buffalo, and the New Jersey Devils, Man, these guys, they bubble on the road, 514 and 1 on the road. Meanwhile, Buffalo, very, very good home team, 13 uh, 5 and 3. Yet, uh, Jack Eichel's uh, banged up right now. We were talking yeah, about but Jack you know Eichel what? a little bit earlier. It works both ways. Gabe Taylor Hall's out for the Devils. Two top players in the game, both out. Eileen, I'll, I'll lean Sabres tonight. It was a visitor's night last night, and I thought it was going to be home. Tonight, I'm going back to mostly home teams on this uh, card tonight. I like the Sabres at minus 110. Yeah, yeah, can you fully, uh, it's kind of a toss-up, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you, these will not be like, I'm not smashing games for hundreds of dollars here at hockey, I'm going to nickel and diamond with 30 and $50 plays, hopefully I have a positive night, I'm going to do a couple parlays with round robins, two-game parlays on games that I really, really like, try to build it, Gabe, like you, build it up the mountain, and then on the weekend, we increase units for the, for the games that we really love this weekend in football. <laughs> Boston. <laughs> The Boston Bruins. Bless you. Man, it's been like, uh, what are you, I was really, I, no, I was really, really sick, like, leading into Christmas, like, over the top sick. Like, yeah. I, yeah, man, I was like, oh, my God, something's wrong here. Yet, I wasn't, uh, I didn't have a sore throat. I didn't have, like, I wasn't sneezing or anything like that. 
I just sort of had a vicious headache and it was like some sort of weird virus type deal. Sort of got through it, but it's like then the cough and the phlegm and all that crap kicked in after the fact. <laughs> like, long story short, I've been sick for like two weeks. I've just sort of drank and did shows my way through it, but when you never really get better, it sort of lingers for longer, you know? So now suddenly, for like the last three, four days, man, I've been sick. It's like, uh, it's frustrating, but whatever. It is It is what it is. Um, so you got Boston tonight. Minnesota played Montreal last night. Yeah, how was that game? It was one nothing for all the way. Like, Montreal, like Carey Price did his damn job. Like, score a damn goal. The Wild are on a road trip. They lo- they beat the Leafs four to three. They beat the uh, the Ottawa Senators four to three. I thought it was a good spot for Montreal, and they uh, pissed it away at home. A lot of people were angry at that with them tonight. I got to tell you, Minnesota. They've been on the road for a while. Boston will take care of business. Problem is, this line's gone from minus one fifty yeah. to like minus one eighty. Stupid. Could be parlay material. Yeah, Maybe it's parlay we'll put material. it on. Yeah, put it, we'll, uh, yeah, or, we'll put it out there. Yeah, uh, I like that. I like Florida's Boston at Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. I get it, but. Almost feels a little bit like a trap, this game. Actually, Florida was a dog that I'm looking at. I really think uh, the Panthers are live tonight. Luongo hasn't been great. That's the problem why I'm not going to go harder on the game. Florida's 8-2 in their last 10 games. They're hot. Florida's Florida's one of those teams, like, uh, they should not be getting 60 cents in a game that I think is going to be, like, basically a one-goal game. Like, I think this game could go either way. I'd make this line Pittsburgh 140. I'm seeing 170, 175. That's what I would. So Florida might be on the card. Now, one of the like hottest the teams in the hottest teams in, in the NHL all year have been the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. So they're always just hot. You know what I mean? But they're seventeen and four on their home ice. Uh, they're eight one and one in their last ten games. They're seven two and one to the over actually in their last ten games as well. Yeah. The total six, six and a half, half tonight. They're big favorites. They're minus one eighty five against the visiting Columbus Blue Jackets, but the Jackets are pretty good this year, man. They're 24-14-2 on the year, 10 games over 500, 13-6-1 on the road, which is very impressive. They're 7-2-1 in their last 10 games. So, you know, I don't really, like I said, I, Tampa I should win the game, but Columbus are, are a pretty hot team. I don't want to mess with them right now. I think it's dangerous. I was looking to put Tampa in, in parlays, and a little voice inside my head said they might lose this game. I really want to take the over because I know Tampa Bay is good for uh, four or five, and Columbus is probably good for that much too. I wouldn't be surprised if there's nine goals, like five to four type of game. Every time Tampa Bay, they have no – it's weird. They talk about Vasilevsky. Gabe is his great goaltender in defense, but the style of play, they play shinny hockey. They score six, they give up five. People say they're the best team in the league. They're going to have to tighten up a little bit on uh, the defensive side. I kind of lean. I kind of want to take Columbus, to be honest with you, as crazy as that sounds. They play that role. I'm good. sure a lot of people big, out big there are pooch. thinking – Thinking that you said they play shitty hockey, but you said shinny. shinny. And yeah. for the record, I've never been a fan of the word shinny because no one really, you know, understands okay. it outside pa- of the, uh, the uh, hockey What do I world. say? Pond hockey or like uh, loose hockey? Yeah, or, but even uh, it's the same defensive? thing. People won't get it. But yeah. for people unaware, yeah, shinny is uh, it's basically like pickup hockey. So, you know, like yeah. uh, pickup oh, basketball, there's no defense and people are just bombing away. It's the same thing. So when people play like shinny hockey in Canada, basically just sort of like in the rinks, pick up hockey games with strangers and stuff. No one's playing a neutral zone trap. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got especially like in pickup games, like you said, Cam. There's always the ultimate cherry pickers, uh, the guys that just sort of oh, yeah. linger around. Yeah, yeah. Ch- floaters, hey, cherry pickers. Pass the it. puck. 
Pass the yeah, puck. No. They, want, they want the breakaway. <laughs> yeah, no, I, honestly, like, that was one thing. Like, when I played hockey, it was one of the things that I was a very offensive-minded player. But as I got older, like, the attention to detail and defense, like, when you get to better leagues, like, you got to take your man back. you got to skate back harder. You know what I mean? Like, after a while, guys who float, they'll kill you. They'll kill you in big games. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I don't know, Marenzi. I think Tampa Bay people will look at it and just automatically put it in, as our boy Lou says, parlay playing pukes like that's the thing and i think that parlay might blow up it's a game i don't like tampa at minus 190 i'm sorry montreal canadians niami tonight uh against jimmy uh, howard in I don't detroit know do with this game i, I kind of like i'm gonna detroit, pass actually yeah i'm gonna pass <laughs> lean detroit pass but who knows? Know, detroit win blow. this game uh, actually, they're on their home the ice about detroit is they're better than like they blow but they don't really I think people think they're actually worse than they really are. If you look at them, they win a lot of games. Like, it's weird. Like, Detroit should be worse. Montreal, on the other hand, I don't know. They're in kind of like a tailspin right now. You know what? I might bet Detroit. At, at that price, I, I'm going to give them a long, hard look. Philadelphia. Philadelphia played last night, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He lost that game, too. Gave no goals. The teams I bet on, none of them scored last night. Every hockey game <laughs> I lost, I zero zero zero, No points. Like, no goals. This, they lost 3 this three might- nothing, 2 nothing, and 4 nothing. Brutal. This might be the parlay here. Boston and Washington. I was looking at Boston and Vegas, and I was thinking about throwing Boston, uh, Washington in there, too. All right, the maintenance has, been, maintenance has been corrected. Um, oh, it has been. Right, Great. So, yeah. Boston, 185, and Washington minus 210. Plus 127. Come on. That's not a bad bet at plus 127. Boston and Wash, yeah, plus one plus money, sign me up. Yeah, problem plus is Phil, Philadelphia always plays Washington tough, but I don't know. After last night's game against the Blues, they they pissed me off. Man, the Vegas Philadelphia is, Flyers they, this year, all they talk about is gritty. They don't even yeah, care about their hockey team. It's like <laughs> last night, oh, gritty this on Twitter, yeah, Flyers. Gritty, yeah, look, gritty's yeah, after. It's like you guys are losing again, but I guess that doesn't yeah, who matter. Who cares about gritty? You got a new I mascot, know. right? It's so stupid. Uh, I'm with you. I like gritty and all, but you're right. It's like it, it takes so, actually things off. What the, the Rangers? The other parlay option. So for the parlay players, like I said, I got me and Cam both agree. We got weird feelings. The Carolina Panthers are like nine and one in their last ten games. I'm not getting in front of that. You know, what I mean, the Penguins have screwed me over the years with parlays too. There's certain teams like I've learned my lesson. Like remember, I warned you, Cam, earlier. I didn't do it. I was like, Cam, the Dallas Stars, they'll kill you. Oh, I, I know like, they they'll did. get you every time in these big parlays. They'll get you. Know you know what they like, are, though? The They're Dallas Stars have screwed me like seven times over the years, oh, man, like with big too. parlays. Thousands of dollars. Like, I was actually looking at them tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is a different role this for them. This is the them. type of game they win. Like, they go to I wouldn't lay minus 115 on the road with them. I don't trust them like that. Yeah, yeah you're right. I like the Stars when they're like minus 135 home favorites against a good team. I don't or like them boots. when they're, yeah, or they're a dog on the road, yeah, plus 155 and somewhere good. I don't like them when they're, they're home favorites against no, good teams no. or against bad teams. When they're like minus 210 against the Coyotes and stuff, they never win. And I don't trust them in a pick game on the road I'm gonna, either. I'm going to tell you, Gabe, and the, the, yeah, so Vegas is laying 275 against the Rangers. Georgiev's in, in net for the Rangers tonight. 
guys, uh, you know, he's whatever. They're going to give him some time, young guy. Vegas is on fire. I don't want to lay 275, so you're either going to take the minus one and a half regulation with juice and some parlays, or you have to do a parlay at minus 275 with multiple teams. The dog that I look at tonight, I think the Edmonton Oilers are live. SJ Sharkey's been really, really good. They won last night, but it's a back-to-back. The Oilers ended up, like, you know, winning their road game against the Ducks. Uh, And with McDavid, anything can happen. I get it. Cam Talbot can be hot and cold and mostly cold, but Getting 170, 175 is a lot. The Oilers can beat the Sharks. That's you know, Vegas minus, minus two hundred. You brought up Vegas. Uh, Vegas are starting to uh, to to really heat up. They're on a right tear. now. Seven zero and two in their last nine games. They're nine zero and two in their last eleven games. They've won six games in a row. Um, the Rangers have been outscored eighteen three in their last three hockey games. Uh, Rangers on the road are just six and twelve, six twelve and two, two shootout losses. Vegas fourteen three two and one. I hate hockey standings uh, at home. Fourteen three two and one. What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> so what? Fourteen fourteen wins, three losses, two shootout wins, and one shootout loss. Shootout loss. Stupid. I told you to get rid of the the damn thing, man. It's like here's. Nobody Four, likes 14, it. 14, 3, 2, with, and 1. What, what's wrong? I got to tell you that? something. How, what is wrong? What is wrong with the tie? Just make it three points. What is well, wrong with the like... tie, too? I don't care if they don't like it. Soccer? Yeah, they soccer's soccer the biggest is damn ties, game yeah. in the world, and it's a tie. You know what? If you play to a tie, I'm not losing a bet, and I've lost thousands because of a guy doing a dipsy-doodle breakaway on a shootout. It's the stupidest thing ever. Like, yeah, well, you got a good, good game. If you jerk-offs can't score a goal after you play 60 minutes, and then we give you five minutes of four-on-four, you jackasses, you got all that room. You're right. Eventually, with a penalty and stuff, like give me a break, bunch of jerk. I'm with you, man. Like enough is enough. Shootouts, it's so dumb. It's an, it's actually an embarrassment to the league. Like George Kurtz is a big hockey guy, Gabe. Like people, it loses credibility because of that. It loses credit. You cannot. Obviously, in the playoffs, it doesn't happen. Why do people like playoff hockey? No BS. No sideshow. All right. You play. We're gonna you do play it. The damn game. Three. Um... Oh, I got three, a uh, three team parlay. Normally, I don't do yeah. this, but Boston Bruins, Washington Capitals, Washington, LV, Vegas Golden Knights plus two. I'm doing the same. I'm doing the same parlay. I'll I'll input it right now if you'd like. I got to get in this account again. These uh, guys should shut me down. Time t- time to relog in. <laughs> got to relog. Uh, get get all my numbers and all my have. information. Oh, you're doing good, man. Four. Yeah, it's like 456 and high change. Well, 456 and high change. Thought, it's not bad. Nearly came higher. I lost it in game last night. Um, oh, see, you didn't tell me about these things. I see what happens uh, you know, when the inputter goes away. I don't know what you input late night. That's uh, that's Jazz's. He's the late night inputter. I'm uh, the regular inputter. He's weekend inputter. But yeah, it's been a good couple of days. I had the Philadelphia Eagles on the money line. I had Clemson last night. So, yeah, I've been on the right side. Uh, so, Boston, Boston, Washington, and Vegas, money line, it pays, yep, plus 210. How much you want on it? Like, uh, you know, 30, 40, 25. or 25? That sounds, that's a good number. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? So we're just, return is? We're, yeah. 77.52. Done. It's not bad. Not bad. I think that parlay will win because I'm doing the exact same. I, I, li- I like it a lot. I like all And that. we'll like go thinking I'm feeling in a $50 mood tonight. For college basketball. 50 bucks. Increasing units. Oh, yeah. 
like you said, I don't want to mess this account up. Don't know. I don't I just be want smart, to, be like smart. it's been going well. Yeah, like I, all these good football picks. I don't want to. Oh, I put a hundred bucks a game yeah. and I went zero exactly. four last night in NCAA basketball. Yep. I want to build it up and then hit the NFL this weekend. Game time decisions continues.